So that's kind of the difference is like, yes, it could be like a simple idea or it could be, you know, something that is not really necessarily like difficult to do. But the fact that like that artist got off the couch or got out of bed and like picked up a brush and like made those strokes on that paper, they like did the thing. They were determined to make the thing happen and it put it onto this earth, you know, so creativity and determination. There's a lot of people that are all talk and no do. So get it done. Welcome to the Startup Heroes Podcast, a place to learn about business from local Chattanooga superheroes sharing their entrepreneurial journey, their superpowers, kryptonite, sidekicks, and villains. You'll learn about the principles and actions it took these founders to build their dreams and hopefully be inspired to do the same. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Startup Heroes. My name is Chris Wood. I'm Nate Tucker. I'm Dylan Wisnett. And I'm Crystal Parker. Awesome. Uh, Today we have Crystal on. Uh, Crystal, thank you so much for being on here with us. We're so excited to have you. Absolutely. I'm stoked. Yeah, this is awesome. So Crystal owns Crystalline Entertainment. Uh, They provide creative high-end entertainment to gatherings and celebrations. Uh, They believe that smiles created by memorable experiences are unrivaled. They believe in inspiring creativity by showcasing Unique design, combining various mediums of expression, and producing shows and acts that will embellish any event. Um, in other words, they do some crazy cool stuff, and uh, we're going to just jump into it. So, Crystal, what does that exactly mean? What is embellishing an event? Um, so, we provide uh, live variety entertainment, uh, being uh, fire dancers, jugglers, face painters, aerial dancers, um, all kinds of different entertainment um, kind of f- focusing more in like the circus realm. Um, but yeah, provide all kinds of fun little acts for weddings, corporate events, fundraisers, gala shows, backyard birthday parties, uh, whatever kind of celebration you're having. That's awesome. Uh, so kind of digging into your origin story, how did you get into, uh, I guess, fire dancing and entertainment in general? Sure. Um, so I started, I guess just in general movements as a child. I did gymnastics when I was younger. I did ballet. I did dance. I did cheer. Um, So that kind of got me into movement as an expression and performing um, and, you know, communicating emotion through dance. Um, And then as I got older, um, I started going to these little celestial celebrations for equinoxes and solstices, and they had uh, fire dancers there. And the first time I ever saw fire dancers, I was just intrigued. Um, they looked super cool. They were wearing all black, like leather. They looked really awesome. And so I approached them and I was like, this is super cool. What are you doing? And they kind of, you know, gave me the rundown. They told me they were like a troop of friends and they travel and they do this together at little festivals and stuff. Um, and I kind of hung out with them a little bit that night and they showed me some tricks with the different props that they had, not on fire, (laughs) but, um, kind of just without the fire. And that kind of just sold me. Um, later that evening, I saw a girl with a prop called a levy wand. It's derived from the 1920s dancing cane. Um, and it's kind of like a, like a magic floating stick. Um, And she let me play with that, and she was like, wow, you're doing really good at this. And that was, like, the prop that really, like, got me to dive into just all kinds of different object manipulations. Um, So I started doing that for a couple years by myself just by watching YouTube videos and uh, 
a little bit later, I moved to Chattanooga and we actually had like a pretty large circus community here. Uh, we had meetups that happened weekly uh, where there would be aerialists, tumblers, acrobats, fire spinners, kind of all coming together and skill sharing and teaching each other tricks that they know and kind of just like a really cool community of people um, doing these things. And I met some people that were doing that as their job, as their career. And that really inspired me. Once I saw that, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, so that was it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I got started with doing all the, the circus things. And so when you started messing with the levy wand, Mm -hmm. did you just feel like you kind of fallen into something that you were meant to do or absolutely yeah. yeah it felt like uh it just like clicked i understood how the prop worked and um you know you're able to get when you're doing things like that uh into what's called like flow state uh where you're not really like thinking about what's happening in the world um you're kind of just like present um and i had never really experienced that before yeah. and i think that feeling in that like moment was really kind of what did it for me yeah uh in high school when I played soccer I, I know what you're talking about you, you just get totally. in the zone you know totally that's a basketball term that's really cool uh do you is do you kind of chase after that flow state like is that kind of something that drives you or is it the love of the art or what what is it that it's a lot going? of things it's that um I also feel like I was just destined to be a performer. I really like entertaining people. Um, I really like making people smile. Um, Flow state, community, like cultivating community is a passion of mine too. And that community specifically is really awesome. Um, So I think it's a lot of different things kind of like compiled together to, you know, turn the few passions that I have into like what is now. Yeah, that's amazing. So what inspired the name and brand of your company? Um, So Crystalline started as my performer name um, before it was the company that it is now. uh, It was just me performing at um, like friends things, friends events, festivals, and kind of just evolved organically into um, what it is now where I'm booking more performers. So instead of kind of like rebranding everything, I never really like kind of started my business. It kind of just snowballed and happened. So um, it came from that. But my name is Crystal. Crystalline, they're very similar, so it's easy for people to remember. Um, But I really also like the structure of like crystalline things if you think of like amethyst or citrine they're both very like sparkly and shiny very structured but they also have this like organicness and this randomness to them um which i i really like kind of both of those things together um combining like shiny yeah Yeah. like art and science exactly i'm very inspired by both of those and i really like kind of bridging that gap between the two and i think you could see that in like my costuming and some of the acts Mm -hmm. that i i have is kind of like trying to mesh those two things together um yeah that's awesome thanks Mm -hmm. Uh, so when do you feel like you went from uh and this may not have happened yet but i think it has went from being someone that just likes to do fire performing and the levy wand and everything to where you feel like you kind of entered into the big leagues. Um, I know on your website, 
it mentioned some really cool events that you've done. Right. Do you think there was a moment where you were like, wow, I'm actually like, I've, I've made it. I feel yeah. like I've come into my performance status or. I think there has been a few moments like that um, in the span of time. Um, and I think there will continue being mm -hmm. moments like that, that I kind of feel like I have hit um, certain like humps or um, kind of gotten through certain pro uh, problems. I think, um, one of the big ones was whenever I produced a 20 minute show um, that it was 29 performers. We auditioned and we got accepted to perform in the largest fire show in the world. That was one of them. Um, the first time I like filed my taxes uh, <laughs> was one of them um, and started writing off things yeah. on taxes was one of them. Um, and I, I think you know, as an artist, uh, we always kind of struggle with this like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always something that kind of pops up sometimes that's like, you're not really doing the yeah. thing. Um, so like you don't deserve. To yeah, do that. yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it, just looking back at, at the things that you have accomplished um, and appreciating the things that you have accomplished and like seeing where you have come from and just like, being like, oh, yeah, I just used to perform at festivals for free, and now I'm doing, like, Shaq's Funhouse or whatever, you yeah. know? So there's, like, things happen, um, and my business specifically is organic, um, and it is a very slow process. I didn't go to business school. Yeah. Everything that I have kind of learned and know now has been trial and error and a lot of just, like, YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think that's, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, and then to kind of finish it off on the origin story in for me, um, we were looking through your Instagram and it's fantastic. Your pictures are super high quality. Thanks. Um, did you kind of, I mean, you're obviously art inspired. Is that something that came easy to you or was it something that you had to intentionally learn how to do really good Instagram presence, really good pictures, um, or was it just kind of, hey, I'm just doing Instagram and it all just happens to yeah. look great? Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, <laughs> um, as do probably most people. Most people yeah. <laughs> um, I, my Instagram definitely started as more of a, a log for myself of Levy Wan tricks. Um, mm. And there was just kind of a point, I guess, when I started collaborating with a lot of photographers, and then I just kind of acquired a ton of photos and I wasn't even posting them for like a year. I did not post any of them. I was just sitting on them. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these photos. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh wait, I could post these on Instagram. <laughs> so, um, I think I kind of started trying to curate it more towards like looking professional, only posting videos of performances, not posting like backyard practice videos, only posting like high quality stuff. Um, and I definitely, um, like try to like color coordinate it a tiny bit. Uh, but, um, I have struggled with like kind of honing my branding in a little bit. So it kind of can look all over the place <laughs> a little bit, I think. Um, but I think it looks like the perfect bridge thanks. between art and science. Yeah. Like it's, it's like very artsy, but also very precise. Yeah. I appreciate um, yeah. it. Um, and scheduling apps have helped, I think. <laughs> yeah. And just like pre-planning it out. Um, also, don't let it stress you out. Like if it's not 
post what's easy for you too. Like if, if it's difficult for you to like make a minute long video, like you have this really cool idea, but it's like stressing you out thinking about doing it. Just like, don't do it. Just post something else that's easy Mm -hmm. and just like, get it, get it done, get it on there. And anything's better than nothing. Yeah. Anything's better than nothing. We all know like consistency is important. Mm -hmm. We've all looked at YouTube videos to be like, how do we grow our Instagram following? Um, You actually have to do what they say. Yeah. (laughs) You have to do, you have to do it, um, which can be stressful, but I think I've kind of fallen into like a routine with it now, um, which I'm happy about. Well, cool. Sweet. So, Crystal, what's your superpower? Um, so I think my superpower is that I am a fairly motivated person. Um, I will say that has come with a lot of work. Um, I was not just born motivated. I think I am definitely a busybody, um, and I like uh, staying busy and having projects to work on. I kind of always need a project to be working on and like a goal, um, that I'm working towards. Um, and I have done a lot to kind of keep myself, um, motivated and not feel bad, I guess, if I'm not motivated. That's really important, I think, because I I heard this I think it was a meme actually I saw one time and it was like, people are not machines. We're more like plants. Like machines are expected to run the same every day, all day. And our society kind of like makes us feel like we have to do that, but we're more like plants. You know, we have like flowering seasons. We have like the winter. It's okay to kind of like go in waves and not be super productive sometimes. Um, But I think something that helps keep motivation for me is like I said, before is like kind of looking back and seeing your accomplishments and like patting yourself on the back and being like oh wow I I did all these things um being easy on yourself when you're not productive um I think my biggest tip for keeping motivated um is doing a five-year plan um this is something that has really kind of like changed how I look at things like goal setting Um, so what you should do is you should do a five year, five year plan, start it off with today's your goal for today. Then you do your goal for this week. And then you do for your goal for this month. And then you do your goal for the next three months and then a year. And then every year leading up to five years, but don't just write the goals down, write the steps to get to those goals. Um, because you want them to be like bite-sized goals. Um, if you just have a giant goal and don't have a plan on how to get there, you might not accomplish that goal. You might, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. It's not going to be as clear of a pathway to get there. And then also write down the people that can help you with those goals, um, or the resources that you have that can help you with those goals. Um, and I think there was one time, my very first five-year plan that I wrote, Um, I had written it and I had kind of forgotten about it after like maybe like a year or two. I wasn't really like keeping up with it a whole lot anymore, but I ended up, I was moving to a new house and I found it in, in a box of books and I like opened it up and I read it and I realized that I had accomplished all of those goals and it had only been three years. So I like, I was super stoked for myself and I was like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And I think that moment was kind of like an epiphany for me. Um, that 
kind of like cured that imposter syndrome a little bit, you know? Um, so I think that can, I guess, be my superpower. Just kind of figuring that out. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's fantastic. I love the idea of like knowing where you want to go and then right. reverse engineering it to like where you are right exactly. now. So you exactly. Exactly. Like know exactly how to get there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so um, in your industry, what advantage do you think you have that like kind of gives you like one up over everyone else? Um, I think creativity is really important. This is a creative business. Um, and I think you probably to just do this business, you have to kind of be creative because, you know, you're you're dancing, you're putting on a show for people, you're creating costumes and stuff. Um, but in addition to the creativity, like determination, and that kind of goes back to the motivation thing also, um, I think we've probably all heard our friends, like if we're at a art gallery showing or something and we're like looking at all these cool bits of art around us and you know we find this one and it's just got like a couple brush strokes and your friend's like oh I could do that (laughs) the thing is is like the friend didn't do that so that's kind of the difference is like yes it could be like a simple idea or it could be um You know, something that is not really necessarily, like, difficult to do, but the fact that, like, that artist got off the couch or got out of bed and, like, picked up a brush and, like, made those strokes on that paper, they, like, did the thing. They were determined to make the thing happen, and it put it onto this earth, you know? So creativity and determination, there's a lot of people that are all talk and no do, so... Get it done. That's going to call it. my wife out. Oh, is it? it <laughs> we, we go all the time to gallery. She's like, oh, I could do that. I'm yeah. Like, I know you A could, lot of people, I've haven't. said that, you know, yeah. we all, we and probably all too. say She's it. That exactly. Talented. Yeah. But you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. Do the thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so this one, this next one's kind of a two-parter. So we talked about your superpower. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the superpower of your business is? And also, why do people keep coming back? Um, I think our ability to communicate clearly and with ease, um, which allows us to turn our clients' ideas and visions into reality um, is is really important. Communication skills, I think, is really important. Um, that's something that I've kind of had to figure out, and I think a lot of us are. We're not really taught how to communicate efficiently. Um, so I think... I like over communicating and I really uh, think that that's really important and makes it easy for clients um, to just like really be able to like envision my vision um, or, you know, ask the appropriate questions for me to be able to like envision their vision Um, and then the ability to make that happen. you know, sometimes we have clients that they know exactly what they want. They want this color scheme, this act, this time. And then we have some clients that they kind of know, like this one time they saw this thing at Cirque du Soleil and like maybe they want something like that, but they don't really like have this idea. So then we're given the creative freedom to kind of make something for them that will embellish their event how they want and kind of like, you know, give them something that's not really expected and, and they end up being really happy afterwards. Um, and we have to be able to read those two different kinds of clients. 
Um, so I think that's probably like a, a really important thing that we do pretty well. Excellent. Yay. So I'm going to flip the script now. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel is your kryptonite then? What like knocks you out of that flow state? Um, uh, long periods of dreary weather. <laughs> I, I need the sunshine. Um, so the last month. <laughs> yes. It's really hard for me to get motivated if it's rainy outside for a long period of time. Um, so that's, I don't know. I take vitamin D sometimes or I'll sit in front of a sun lamp to try to like help those things. <laughs> but, um, that's definitely something that I struggle with. <laughs> Staying yeah. motivated during those times. It's really going back to like the the plant thing again. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so with that being said, like what do you think can be done to maybe like improve upon that or that like you could do to like move away from that, I suppose? Um I love traveling and that would be kind of like a pretty easy, obvious thing to do would just be like get away from the cloudy weather. Um that takes like time and money though. Um, so I don't know. I really like learning new things. And I think sometimes in those times when I'm not really feeling motivated about what I'm already doing, I like to kind of like try to learn a new skill or a new thing. I definitely have like a thirst for knowledge. Um, and I enjoy, you know, learning about new mediums that I can kind of like work into what I'm already doing. So like right now I'm working on my pyrotechnics license. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to like incorporate that into some shows that we already have. I want to learn how to weld. I want to learn how to do lighting, like pretty much anything that has to do with production. I'm super into. Um, so I think just like learning new things and keeping my brain like active, um, and kind of just like seeing new is like a good way to kind of keep that like yeah. serotonin and like all the yeah. happy, it's happy like, chemicals. Yeah. That change of scenery. You yes. Know. Yeah. That's the easiest way to break an artist block. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, so what would you go back and say to like your younger self about like your business now and like what advice would you give them? Um, this was a kind of a tough one. Um, I, I kind of like the journey that I've had. Um, I like that my business has grown organically. Like, yeah, it would be great if I was just like given a big chunk of money and was able to just like start a business. Um, but because of how I've done it, it has been a journey and it has been kind of exciting and it has been difficult and it has, there's been a lot of like ups and downs and I kind of like that in life, like those, those roller coaster, um, hills. And, um, I think the thing for me personally, that has kind of been something that wasn't really initially difficult, but kind of has turned into something that's a little more difficult is um, because that is how my business has grown. It's very hard to distinguish my personal life from my business life. Mm. And they're very intertwined at this point. Um, and I think if I would have started kind of differently with like my, you know, accounting and like finances, keeping them a little bit more separate would have been easier because now it's kind of just turned into like a big jumble of the commingling. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not really a huge deal at the moment, but I am aware that that is how some people get burnt mm -hmm. out. So, you know, I'm taking steps to kind of like, you know, just be aware of that. And maybe in the future, I'll have to figure out how to change that. Um, 
But I think that is a thing. And then, I mean, I guess just like another little random thing is like the importance of contracts, um, which I still know now. And I still like my contract is ever growing and I am every almost every few clients I'm adding something else to the contract because something happens. So um, I guess just maybe like learning a little bit more about contracts at the beginning um, instead of kind of like trial and error, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think those two things probably. Gotcha. And um, speaking of like taking like new steps for yourself, um, what like are your next like big steps for like your business? Where are you wanting to see it go? In the near future or I guess in the future, future, yeah, future, future. Um, so I, I'm always brainstorming. My mind is always working. I'm always either creating a costume in my head, making choreography in my head, or coming up with like some kind of weird idea. Um, I, my goals, I guess, with this right now, I'm focusing a lot on uh, performance-based stuff, but I really want to, in the future, incorporate more event production and performance um, to kind of create like hybrid experiences. Um, yeah, that there, I could say so many, so many, so many things about that. <laughs> um, but I think the, the future is going to be a lot more event production mm -hmm. to create very interactive, uh, experiences for people. Gotcha. That's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so where can people like currently like learn more about you? Um, so I have a website. It's crystallineentertainment.com, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-E, entertainment.com. Um, you can see, like, galleries on there. Um, you can kind of see some, like, workshops that we teach, um, different things like that. And then you can also find me on social media, Crystalline Entertainment on Facebook. And then I'm also active on Instagram and TikTok, uh, Crystalline Creative. And it's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-E Creative. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is there anything that like we haven't covered that you'd like really want people to know about you? Um, I think we covered a lot. Um, I do want to say that I know specifically because of COVID, um, we have kind of been home for a while. And I think a lot of people have started to recognize the value in live art and live shows and gatherings and celebrating because we haven't been able to do it. And I guess some people already knew that, but it's easy to forget the value of that when we're away from those things. Um, and I just want to remind everybody that the people that curate those events um, are still here and we're still doing things and we still want to be creating and we're still going to be creating for ourselves and for you. It's still our passion. It's still our job. Um, and we're going to continue create, uh, curating those experiences for everybody. Yeah, I know, like, um, as someone who's, like, so involved with the art scene, I, like, especially I noticed that very quickly, like, um, you know, before it's, like, you can't walk around Chattanooga and not, like, encounter, like, a guy on the corner with, like, a guitar or something. Right. And, like, losing that, like, it was, like, a shock for a second of, yep. like, you know, like, where did it all go? Where's the art? Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's all still here. Yep, yeah. it's still here. There's a lot of fun things happening. Um, speaking of that specifically, I'm going to plug Scenic City Sideshow real quick. Um, it's a new program similar to what Soundcore is doing mm -hmm. for musicians. It's a busking program. 
Um, if y'all want to see me perform, you can catch me most Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, busking in front of the Walnut Bridge um, on the downtown side um, through them. Um, so, yeah, there's there's stuff happening. Go find it. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, I saw on your website that you do lessons. What does that look like? Uh, yeah, so I do private lessons. Um, prior to COVID, when events and stuff were happening, uh, I was touring and doing uh, different kinds of object manipulation. There's like poi, fans, uh, staff, levy wand, all these different props, hula hoops, whatever. Um, and I was traveling and teaching those at workshops, at events, at juggling conventions, things like that. Um, I'm not touring this year and probably will not be touring, uh, this next year. Uh, but I have started doing virtual lessons, Um, and I do private lessons in person or virtual, um, and I might, I haven't really thought about it a whole lot, but I have done, uh, like group workshops here in town. Um, but yeah, those are going to be anywhere from like introductory, very, very beginner classes all the way to advanced classes. Um, it's a very niche thing, but if you want to learn how to hula hoop or you want to learn how to levy wand, uh, hit me up and we can get you set up. That's awesome. Okay. It's time for the rapid fire round. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, these <laughs> are going to be some questions that ironically are called rapid fire. And I know that you're a fire dancer, yeah. so you're very familiar with that. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, let's try and keep these answers to about 30 seconds or below okay. just so we can get through them. Got it. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to start with two that aren't on the list. Uh, oh, yikes. Just from this conversation. Oh, no. You, did you ever watch Avatar The Last Airbender? My little brother did, okay. and I actually have a roommate that has two kids right now, and yeah. he was wa- he's been watching it, okay. so I know of it. So what element would you be? There's well, fire, water, earth. Definitely and fire. Okay. See, yeah, that's, for I, sure. I assume. But, <laughs> um, and then what's your favorite crystal? Um. Uh, Probably citrine, citrine, just because it's like my favorite color. Yeah. What color is that? Kind of like yellow, okay. golden yellow. I have no idea. That sounds yeah. cooler. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite podcast? Um, so one that has helped me a lot uh, business-wise, but also performance-wise, is called The Performer's Guide. Mm-hmm. Kristen Railing does it. She also has a Facebook group page. So if you're a younger performer um, and you want to know how to get started performing or you want to learn more about the business side of it, that's a really good one. That's awesome. What was it called again? The Performer's Guide. Performer's Guide. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Who was your biggest influence growing up and why? Um, my parents. Uh, my parents were extremely supportive of me growing up. They really uh, encouraged me to be very independent. Um, they potentially would think that's a bad idea now. <laughs> but um, they encouraged me to try a lot of new things um, and to follow my dreams and really helped me transition from like a serving job that I was doing for like 10 years into more performance type stuff. Typically um, parents try to not let their kids join. The circus, I know, but, you know I got yeah. lucky. <laughs> that's really cool. I know yeah. it's great. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga? Um, we have so many really good restaurants in Chattanooga, but I would have to say syrup and eggs. Nice. Yes. That's amazing. Actually our roasters wife owns it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Osha. Osha. Yeah. yeah, I know Osha. She's, she's yeah, awesome. She's awesome. Yep. We ate there last weekend for our anniversary. It was so good. Yay. So good. Um, shout out to New Wave Coffee. Uh, Syrup and Eggs uses our espresso there, and it's delicious. Uh, what's your go-to coffee drink? Speaking dirty of, chai. Dirty chai? Yes. Uh, from? Well, y'all have really good dirty yeah, chai. Um, oh, my gosh. Where else did I go recently? 
I can't remember where else I went. I just had a really yummy one. I'm going to think of it later. Okay. If, if you think of it during rapid fire. Okay, I will. Out. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, who's your favorite superhero? Um, all the lady superheroes. All of them? Yes. Awesome. All of them. Do you have one specific lady superhero that uh, just speaks to you the most? Not really. I didn't really watch a lot of superhero movies. You should look up Starfire. <laughs> okay, I will yeah, do that. She's Starfire. from the Teen Titans. Okay, she's cool. Awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, what's your favorite song? Um. Okay, there is a very obscure, weird song that's only on SoundCloud. You cannot, literally not find it anywhere else. I don't know where, how I even stumbled across it. It's called Sanarita uh, by Pedagon. Um, and there's like no other songs by them. But it's it's one really it's wonder. yeah it's it's fun. like really trippy like electronic but kind of some like African sounding okay. stuff I don't know it's really good that's awesome yeah who's your favorite band um this was also a really hard one I as a dancer listen to a lot of contents of music um and I guess probably Bonobo is kind of like a lo-fi almost housey sometimes mm-hmm. uh, DJ. That's awesome. Uh, what has been your favorite song to perform to? I'm throwing this one at you. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite, but this one just happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fireball. Nice. Uh, who? Oh my gosh, who does it? Pitbull. Is it Pitbull? Yeah. yeah. That just happens. Clients just yeah. want fire performers <laughs> yeah. that song all the time. So I mean, it's Pitbull and has yeah, fire in the it's name, really so. hype. I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, if you could meet anyone alive today, who would it be? Um, uh, this was also a really hard one for me. Um, I started thinking of like some of my favorite artists mm-hmm. um, to kind of help me narrow that down. And there's a woman named S. Devlin. Um, I'm not sure where she's from, but she's a set designer. And she really um, took off and became known because of her really unique uses of lighting and like smoke and mirror effects um and she's a super just inspiring uh artist and me loving things that are production and uh stuff like that um i was just very intrigued by all of her work that's awesome uh harry potter star wars or lord of the rings Definitely Star Wars. Yes. I grew up watching loads and loads of sci-fi. Still love sci-fi. It's pretty much all I watch is documentaries You're going to watch Dune when it comes out? Absolutely. For sure. (laughs) Uh, What Star Wars movie is your favorite? Um, I still really like the very first one. Yeah, episode four. Yeah. Yes. Can't beat that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what is your favorite thing to make? Um... Costume pieces, costumes, props, um, sparkly things, anything that I can glue things to things. Yeah. I like embellishing things. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. That is the end of the rapid fire round. And Woo! that is going to conclude our Startup Heroes podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Crystal. This was so much fun. Yay. Absolutely. I had a blast. Yeah. Good. Um, where uh, Where is your next performance? <laughs>
right? Well, like I, yeah, like yeah. I said, the Scenic City Sideshow thing, that happens um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I okay. think they're going to add another day uh, whenever it starts cooling off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's a regular thing. Um, also, Main Times 24 is a very busy time of year for all of us. Um, so I surely will be doing lots of things for lots of people on that day, but I am going to be partnering specifically with Lucidity Float and Wellness. Um, it's a flotation therapy center here in Chattanooga, and we're going to be doing something for the parade. Um, and then I've just got a lot of private events and stuff coming up for the time being. But um, yeah, I'm sure New Year's will be a really fun day with lots of fun costumes and sparkly yeah. things. That's awesome. All right. Thank you for joining us at this week's episode of Startup Heroes. We are going to sign off. I'm Chris Wood. I'm Nate Tucker. I'm Dylan Wisnett. And I'm Crystal Parker. Have a great day. This podcast brought to you by Hive Think Media. If you like this podcast and you want to stay in the know of what's going on with us, follow us at Hive Think Media on Instagram or check us out at HiveThinkMedia.com. Thank you for listening.